welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. We have guests again this week. I feel like we've had lots of guests lately, which has been fun. Today is where we have a special co-host, pod co-host, Brooke Van, Brooke Van Reisel. Um, you tell us a little bit about yourself, Brooke. She's here right now. Hi. Hi. I'm Brooke. Uh, I'm the owner of My Body Fitness and Nutrition, a body positive health and wellness company. Amazing. Yeah. So soon to be opening location on Roblin. Yes. Which is yeah. very exciting, which we're sitting in right now, <laughs> sur- surrounded yes. by like plaster and tape oh yeah you're getting the the sneak peek peek. (laughs) Um, before shot yeah for sure (laughs) so we're going to be talking to brooke about body positivity Mm -hmm. and what else are we talking about i think we're going to get into like beach body bullshit and also sizing yes definitely sizing and i'm also going to get into bridal shopping and body positivity which is two things that do not go together exactly i'm getting married next year so yeah so is she so Mm mm-hmm I got some things to say. First, though, let's talk about our weeks. How was your week, Brooke? It was good. It was busy. There was a couple days where I was like, am I going to make it through this alive today? (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I did. It was fine. But no, it was it was a good week. Just trying to get the space ready right now to open in the fall. And then this week was one of those weeks where I actually had a client every single day. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, a lot of new consults, a lot of work. But, uh, yeah, just trying to keep it balanced. But good overall. A couple of things, you know, you know, hit me hard in the news. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it's been a... I just I feel like every week we say that it's like mm-hmm. it's been a rough week news wise but yeah like and it's always like I think there was a New Yorker cartoon this mm. week too that was like oh like did you see the thing and it's like yeah like that was really terrible and it's like well how about this other thing it's like oh yeah that was really bad too. like just constantly that's yeah all the time I feel like how was your week Erin? It was good we were fringing pretty hard spent a lot of last week going to fringe and reviewing fringe so it's pretty mm. fringed out come the weekend. How many plays did you have? I did 12 in two and a half days. How many did you do? Sorry, I'm taking a sip of water. Um, I did 11. Yeah, it's a lot in in a short period of time, but most of them I enjoyed. I don't think there were any that I really, 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 really disliked. Good. Yeah, which (laughs) happens sometimes. Uh, And then Jen and I uh, went on a food road trip for the first few days of this week for the paper. We're going to talk about more next week, but that, that also contributed to our very, very busy last six days. Yes, basically driving around rural Manitoba, eating all the things, which was great. That's awesome. But I had an interesting fringe (laughs) experience. Um, So, yeah. So I reviewed 11 shows in three days. And this was the, I think, second show into this run. And sitting in the back row. And it's like kind of a serious show. It's called There Ain't No More, I believe. Um, Folk singer. Super great. Like super great music. Super great script. Great show. But all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see like a young man, like a teenage boy, mm. motoring along the aisleway, hand clapped over mouth and like <gasps> vomit spewing everywhere. No. Yes. So basically during a friend show, I was almost vomited upon by an audience <laughs> member. Like I was like, this is happening right now. He kept it together pretty good till the end. Oh my and goodness. then after the door closed, you could just hear him letting her rip. I felt so bad for him. Oh, like, no. 
when you initially sent me that text message like ps i almost got vomited on i thought it was part of the show because it's fringe <laughs> and like i wouldn't actually be surprised yeah but it, i'm kind of glad to know that it was an mm. ill audience member as opposed to part of the yeah. script uh yeah i was uh i was just astonished that it was happening and yeah i feel bad for the lady at the very end because there's only so long you can you can keep her in but yeah that's why i clarified that it was an audience member because i thought the same thing as you it's like "Mm, someone might think that this is is this art this is is art you know (laughs) is this heat illness All right, so we're going to get into things, all things body, all things body positivity. So just, I guess, to begin, tell us a little bit about you and what your mandate is and what your hopes are for this business. Sure. So I created my body um, with the idea of bringing body positivity to health and fitness world. Um, I've been a personal trainer for going on seven years. Oh, wow. And uh, I've been a holistic nutritionist for about a year and a half now. And I never really felt like I fit into the community. There was always, you know, things I disagreed with, things that I was just not okay with. And for the past while, I've several years, I've wanted to open my own thing. And I knew that it had to be different. It had to be new. And then more importantly, it had to actually mean something and do good for people. So I just feel like body positivity has been so absent from the industry for so long. And there, the truth is that body positivity and body health are so interconnected. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you have to, I truly believe that you have to love and accept your body, um, you know, in order to make any kind of positive change in your life, whatever it is. But more, more than nothing, I was kind of sick of all the, you know, the stuff in the, the fitness world. And, you know, the fact that the fitness world is one of the main contributors to body shaming in, mm-hmm. you know, in our society. And I wanted to change that. And, you know, have create a safe space for all people and all bodies to come and work out for another reason other than weight loss. Because, like, our life's purpose is not to lose weight and satisfy beauty standards, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it was creating this space in mind that all people are going to be welcome. But then also that you're coming to move your body, to nourish your body, because, you know, I'll have the nutrition office in the same space as well. Um, all because you love it rather than it coming from, you know, using exercise as a form of punishment for what you ate or something you will eat or because you don't enjoy the way that your body looks. So just changing that perspective for people and then, yeah, creating a safe space. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Yeah. Um, so when you first meet a new client, like how do you approach the nutritional and how do you like plan their, their yeah. nutrition, their fitness routine? Yeah. So right now, like I've started the company in January and I've been doing one-on-one consultations ever since then. So most of the time it's a holistic nutrition consultation. And then sometimes I'll do workout plans, a little bit of personal training. But um, yeah, basically I set up the consult. Uh, they get sent a couple of forms ahead of time. And then in person, we go through a set of forms and it's kind of like a get to know you session. We go over a little bit of their health history, their life history, um, talking about you know what their goals are, all those kinds of things. But more importantly, all of it, because it's with a body positive twist and in mind, <coughs> the the client really guides the session a lot more. So I don't focus on, you know, like, oh, is, do you want to lose weight or do you have a goal to lose weight or gain weight? I don't focus on those things. Mm -hmm. It's more about, you know, okay, do you, what kind of goals do you have for your body? Because if a client tells me, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds, I'm like, okay, why? Yeah. Why? And they say, like, well, you know, I just like, 
I just, you know, I need, I need to, I need to like, you know, they'll like usually grab like their stomach or something. I got to lose this or I got to get rid of that or something yeah. like that. And it's always so much more than that. So I keep digging and I'm like, okay, well, why do you think that's important to you? And the reality is like all these superficial reasons they've come up with were reasons that they've been taught by diet culture and beauty standards. Totally. And they're not true. They're not true. They're that not is true. totally just it. At like, all. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I always say like one of my favorite phrases is flaws do not exist because it's so true. We were taught by beauty standards. Like, you know, they said that like, oh, cellulite is a flaw. That here's how you get rid of it. You know, belly rolls are a flaw. Here's how you get rid of them. Yeah. It's you always know? something to be fixed. Exactly. Always something to be fixed. But they don't care about, you know, making like the world a better place they don't care about making people feel good about themselves they just care about turning a profit exactly so um the whole idea is that yeah the client guides the session but because it's with a body positive twist there's no diets there's no restrictions there's no measuring no counting no sad food like it's (laughs) i make something (laughs) that's actually going to fit into your life and everything is completely custom So I can do meal options plans and I do them, but usually it's like, oh, here's a bunch of options I think would be really awesome and you'd really enjoy for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and they pick and choose and play with it and have fun with it. But it's a lot more work, but it's, (laughs) it's worth it. And I couldn't see doing it any other way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've hit on a bunch of really important things that are really hard to, just because it's been a lifetime of learning them, right? Yeah. It's been like the dieting and like the mm. getting a beach body and yeah. all those things. And then, you know, for me, cause I've written various columns about mm. the subject and overwhelmingly we'll get comments being like, yeah, but like obesity is unhealthy. Mm. So like, why are you mm. promoting this unhealthy lifestyle? And it's like, well, yes, mm. but you've also been conditioned to believe that exactly. And conditioned to believe by, you know, the diet industry and the beauty industry that there is a specific size and type of person that is the picture of health totally and it's so mind-boggling to people that you can be healthy regardless of your appearance Mm -hmm. and the fact is like if you're like we need to stop policing people's bodies just in general let's put that out there right now (laughs) but at the same time like because it's none of your business it's none of your business and uh yeah we just need to, to to stop commenting on other people's bodies and start unlearning the things that we've been taught it's not easy, but mm-hmm. that's one thing that I always say too. like your health is between you and your doctor. Yeah. Like you could be any size and have no problems with your blood pressure, no problems with your heart, no problems with anything. Yeah. And you can be 50 pounds and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee uh-huh. all day. So, exactly. you know, it's between you and your doctor. That's what, that's my motto. Yeah. <laughs> like body size and shape does not indicate body health. So, and that's one of the things that we've been conditioned to believe. Well, and also, and this is something uh, I quote it all the time because it really resonated with Mm -hmm. me, but the uh, feminist and fat activist writer, Lindy West always says, you Mm -hmm. are never going to take good care of something that you hate. Yeah. So why are we using body hatred as some sort of Mm -hmm. warped form of motivation Mm -hmm. when it is not motivating? You're never going to take care of something you hate. Exactly. Yeah. And you're never going to have like basic respect for something that you hate or that you're, you know, yeah, feeling resentful about. Yeah. I think this is an important conversation to have this time of year specifically Mm. because of the whole summer bod 
industry and just generally you're wearing less clothes because it's hot out people are often feeling very self-conscious very uncomfortable absolutely and it's so unnecessary just live your (laughs) life please (laughs) wear whatever you want exactly yeah it's so ridiculous and again like the fitness industry is a big culprit of that of you know get your summer body ready Mm -hmm. like I saw a sign the other day that was like summer bodies are built in the winter I'm like okay it's it's summer (laughs) you have a body that's your summer body. That's your summer body. You're yeah. ready. Like you win. Congratulations. <laughs> Put know. on your bathing suit and go to the beach. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and also no one is looking at you because no. everyone is so concentrated on their own issues and their own exactly. insecurities that you could walk down the street naked mm-hmm. and probably very few people would even look up from their phone exactly. to be honest. Exactly. So. Yeah. Like I always say, just, you know, wear whatever makes you feel comfortable. Some people are empowered with very little clothing. Some people are empowered with lots of clothing and covering up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, like you said, in the summer, all those little insecurities start to creep out. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, oh, I have it's too hot to wear this. So I have to show this. I have to show that. And again, all of those feelings, they're not true. They're not factual, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not, uh, they're all things that you've been taught by the diet industry. And it's just, it's not facts. You're flawless. And one thing Jen and I were talking, we carpooled together and I was complaining to her in the car the other day Mm -hmm. that I went to a clothing store that I go to often. And I don't know if they have like completely changed their sizing, but I was all of a sudden like three sizes bigger in one shop and the, yeah. the same size of that clo- that store still fit from before so I was like uh, <laughs> what's <laughs> happening and then we went on a rant about how much sizing mm. is the worst oh god sizing is such garbage it's just ridiculous and it's different in every single store yeah. and every single brand like you know I'm an extra large in some brands and some brands I'm mm-hmm. a small or a medium or like I don't have a size now I just I don't even bother looking at the tags I'm like does this look like it'll work on my body all right yeah, because it's it's so ridiculous. But that too also contributes to a lot of people's insecurities and oh, because like all of a sudden I'm trying on a four X. I've never been a four X in my life, mm-hmm. and it was too small. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That can definitely, you know, it's 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 so hard. Um, yeah, like it's easy to say, oh yeah, just stop thinking that, just stop believing that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been conditioned. Like stop. But you know, actually doing it and getting around to that acceptance and not letting those labels or numbers or whatever define you is it's hard work. Yeah. Labels and numbers is for sure hard work. Cause yeah. we, after we had that conversation, cause I had mm-hmm. commented that like there's this pair of pants that I bought that is like, it looks tiny because mm-hmm. it fits on your higher waist. Right. Yeah. And it's like, this is a size 12, which doesn't mean anything. It's just a number that literally means nothing. And yet I kind of had to do a little bit of soul searching about like, okay, like why did that bother me so much? Like, yeah. is it because it's a bigger number and I've been conditioned to believe that bigger numbers are quote bad. Like, exactly. and kind of when you stop and think about it, you're like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's amazing how just it creeps in and how insidious it is, but oh, it's actually yeah. like, this actually is meaningless. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Now Mm -hmm. bridal shopping. I haven't done, I haven't tried on any dresses yet, but I went to go talk to someone (laughs) and they asked me what my street size was. And I was like, oh, 16, 18. And she's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you'll be a bridal like 22. (laughs) I was like, what? What? (laughs) Why? Why? Yeah. Why? And also the options are so much more limited for plus size brides as well. So that's going to be a bit of a struggle for me. Yeah. Like what the hell is up with that? Yeah. Somebody get on that. There is a massive market 
yeah. like create actual attractive amazing dresses for gorgeous big beautiful women exactly come on and also the whole like diet culture as well surrounding weddings oh like God. when are you starting your wedding diet wedding I'm like, for the wedding yeah and i'm like oh i'm God. enjoying this chip please leave me alone yeah <laughs> like, exactly oh yeah like i because i got married in 2015 mm. and did not participate in that at all and I remember someone because when you try on wedding dresses you have to try on like the samples they have in the oh, store God. so sometimes you have to be like clamped into them because they're too big and sometimes you're like well I have to kind of be mm -hmm. creative and visualize what this may look like yes and uh mm -hmm. I, someone made a comment to me it's like oh well like because the sample wasn't fitting mm -hmm. it's like oh well you have time I was like, oh, no, no I'll order my size. Like, no, I'm no, no. Gonna, Please get me a dress that fits. Yeah, I'm not going to try like, to, like, fit into the sample. Like, what on earth? Like, No, but that's yeah. true. But it's it's a whole other, and I mean, the wedding industrial complex on its own. But, mm. like, that whole added bonus. And even, like, at the wedding show and stuff, you'll see, like, yeah, here, take these supplements. It's mm -hmm. like, but, like, what if you just want to look like yourself on your wedding day? Like, yeah. And then that cool? regardless, like whoever your, your partner that you're marrying, like, yeah. do they not love you exactly for who you are? Exactly. If they don't, you shouldn't marry them. But um, seriously, that's, you know, they love and accept you exactly as who you are. So why do you need to change for a yeah, day? Exactly. But it's even coming from like, your mo my mother-in-law and my mother and oh, my yeah. aunts, everyone's like, oh, we need to lose weight before the wedding for all the pictures. I'm like, I'll mm -hmm. take 40 pictures of you right now and we'll get it over with. Like, yeah. it's fine. Just relax. Mm -hmm. Sorry, sharing a mic is hard to <laughs> chime in. But yeah, I had a, a very good friend of mine. She's like, I feel like everyone is dieting for my wedding except for me. Jeez. Like, it's just, it's so, but I think what you're doing is so great mm -hmm. because I think, and what we've been talking about throughout this podcast is like unlearning those tapes yeah. that have been constantly playing yeah and I wanted to ask, ask about exercise mm -hmm. um, because I think you're right and you said it right at the top of the conversation where people use it as sort of this weird punishment yeah slash reward system yeah as totally. though your body is a computer that has yeah. numbers in there it's all in, it comes back to numbers right yeah using it as like you know oh I have to work out extra hard because I ate that yeah or right? I'm gonna work out extra hard now so I can eat that exactly like it's like this weird transactional mm -hmm. thing what I wanted to know is how you get people motivated to exercise, not based on those motivations, but actually, you know, cause I think a lot of people have hangups about exercise and also feeling yeah. like they don't, they're not fit enough to start working out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's one of those things that, that has always bugged me. It's like, Oh, I gotta, you know, work out so then I can go to the gym. It's like, huh? Why? That's ridiculous. That just means that whatever place you're going to work out in isn't accessible for you. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's this weird thing that, uh, people think they have to already look a certain way before they come into the door. And for me, what I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight that by creating very clear house rules at the very beginning, you know, like number one rule is absolutely no judgment and no body shaming of any kind, no diet culture talk, um, you know, smash beauty standards, crush diet culture, like, you know, all those things lift each other up. But then also like just promoting the fact that you're moving in an appropriate way for your body. Mm -hmm. So all of my workouts, they're going to be 30 minutes long, but they're all timed exercises. So it's like 30 minutes or 30 minutes and then 30 seconds per exercise, roughly, give or take. 
and it's however many of whatever we're doing you can do in those 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And because I know I'm going to be enforcing a judgment-free zone, so I'm going to make sure everyone's incredibly comfortable so they're not worried about anyone else around them. Like, oh, that person did 10 and I only did two. Like, it's it doesn't matter. You're there doing something that makes you feel good and makes you happy and is good for your body. And yeah, just the reason why I think I'm going to fight it or the thing that I think is going to work the best is changing that perspective about why you actually go to workout and that our soul's purpose in life is not to lose weight and satisfy beauty standards. And there are other reasons to work out. Like it's an incredible mental health support. Absolutely. Like there, there are a million other reasons to exercise just like there are a million reasons to rest and to practice self-care and to take care of your mental health. Like it's, it's all with the mindset of, you know, loving your body and accepting your body and caring for yourself. For our last segment, we're going to revive an oldie, but goodie reading, watching, listening. Brooke. Yes. Are you doing any of those things? Um, yes, I barely have time to read. I've been working on the same book for like nine months. <laughs> it happens when you're an entrepreneur. And yeah. Doing your own thing. Um, yeah. Reading. I've been reading the book. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F, F Word. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, it's by Mark. Uh, I always say Mark Manson, but I think it's Mark Ronson. I have to check. <laughs> it's all right. People, I've heard of it. Honestly, People know. my brain is full. Anyways. Yeah, so that's what I've been reading. And then prior to that, or the next book that I'm planning on reading is um, called Am I Ugly? And it's by one of my favorite body positive uh, social media people. Uh, Her name is Michelle and her, (coughs) excuse me, her Instagram is called Scarred Not Scared. And I'm just so excited to read that book. I've seen her on Instagram. Because now that I follow you, I'm like, who are all these people? Yeah. Yeah. What am I doing? Oh, I started watching Wentworth again Mm. on Netflix. It's like the Australian sort of equivalent to Orange is the New Black, but I actually like it a lot better than Orange is the New Black because it's way more intense and there's a lot more like delicacies and intricacies and it's like really scary kind of and I shouldn't watch it before (laughs) bed because I have really crazy dreams after but uh yeah I've started watching season five and I forgot how amazing it is and I've been kind of staying up too late and watching it before I go to bed every (laughs) every night after we've been eating taking that time to digest and Mm -hmm. watch Wentworth yeah it's a good show I still need to watch that you keep recommending it's it. It's so good, Jen. <laughs> it's it's good. I've seen it. Should I do... I'll do watching okay. since <laughs> reading. Although, update on the book thing. Mm. So, I have been kind of talking about this throughout our podcast. Last year, I set myself a book challenge that I fell like... And it kind of relates to this whole conversation, actually. Yeah. But I set myself this goal that I did not meet. And I was like, oh, I like didn't read enough like it was, <laughs> like a book a week or something not Woo! feasible. And so, this year, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to count how many books I've read. Mm -hmm. Like I'll keep track of them just so that I know what I've read this year, but I'm not going to really count. I'm not going to set a numerical goal. Mm. I have already read as many books this year as I did in all of last year. So there you go. Be it resolved. Counting is that anything is done. (laughs) Um, But watching. So I think I mentioned the last time we did this segment, I was reading Sharp Objects, Gillian Flynn's book. Mm. Um, The HB show has now started and it is so good mm. but i'm finding that with all these like intenso shows like sharp objects handmaid's tale that i need a palate cleanse so i've been also watching jane the virgin which oh, i didn't yes. watch before so cute so good so i'm gonna be caught up when the new season starts but yeah 
Who are the leads in Sharp Objects? Is Amy Adams? Amy Adams and Chris Messina, who you may mm. recall from as Danny, Danny from Mindy Project. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get that in there. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird for Danny Castellano to be like <laughs> a like hardened investigator from St. Louis. Like it's actually like, but no, like you're where's like, your mom? You're like, Danny. Like, yeah. No. Like, it's like Mindy to shop and be like, <laughs> but uh, it's really, it's really good, but it's, it's super, mm. super dark. Mm. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Before we go, can you let people know where they can find you on social media? Yes. So you can find me on social media at my body WPG on Instagram and Facebook. And then do you have a website as well? I do have a website. It's just mybodywpg.ca. Perfect. Uh, and you can find Jen and I on social media. We're going to do it backwards this week. I'm at Naya Ravel on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> and I'm at Jen Zerati on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you next week. Bye.